Ladies and gents, boys and girls, gamers of all backgrounds, welcome to TGS episode 11, or I believe it's the week of the 21st, June 21st of 2020. I'm your host, Joey. Uh, on my right side, as always, is my wife, Kristen. Hello. Uh, and it's getting hot out. So what's up? In my last week of work, just got to make it to Friday, and then I'm off for the summer. Yay! I don't know how much is really going to change, except that I don't have to wake up for meetings and post stuff, but I'll still be home, which I have been for the past three months. Yeah, I guess not much is going to change for you in that aspect at all. Now we'll just have less to keep me busy. So I need to find other things to keep me active and busy because work won't be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, know. I mean, I'm kind of jealous, but I don't know. I have to go back to work full time. So I'm kind of jealous of you. Work sucks, though. Uh, new topic. What did you think about uh, the last ride document from Undertaker? So when it first came out, I was like, hmm, is this going to be like his way of retiring? Um, and, you know, I thought that after WrestleMania too, like he rode off into the sunset on the bike with the Taker symbol. Um, so it kind of seemed like it was his farewell. The only thing that made me think that his WrestleMania match wasn't going to be his last was that A, it wasn't really a match, and B, he was biker taker, um, which I guess wasn't everyone's favorite persona, but then the documentary explained that it was really like a, a, met, a meld. I guess he, three. I guess he was, he was, um, yeah, he was like, well, like none of us would have known that without the documentary actually happening, that he was he was actually talking about like how since he thought it might be his last thing, that um, it was all three of him. Right. The Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, uh, The American Badass. Mm -hmm. So it was all three of them in one. And I thought that was, uh, I mean, I liked it to begin with before. Even seeing the documentary, I like the actual. I, I, I don't, what do you, you call it? A match? I, I don't mean, know what they you call called it. it the boneyard match and boneyard it, match. It did I guess. Get really. I did really like it. It got really good feedback. People really enjoyed it. Um, it was cool, you know. But I like it a lot better after the documentary because now yeah. I feel like I really understand where he was coming from and his background, and I really like if I went and watched it again. I mean, they showed clips of it in. The documentary, but I feel like if I watched it again now, I would really understand where he was coming from and really pick up more on those three different personas. Um, I agree. I agree. When I when I saw the documentary and and I and I realized like when he talked about how it was his idea to blend all three. Um, what does he say? He says something in the documentary. Um, uh. uh Something of uh, we took chicken, we took chicken shit and made chicken soup or something like that. 
Oh. So, something very southern. You like could, a southern phrase. It was something, something like that. into sa- chicken salad. Yeah, chicken salad or whatever. You we could took, take shit and turn it into chicken salad? I don't know. But the point know. is that, you know, he took a bad situation and he made it good. Yeah. And um, it's okay. It's, you know, I think, I think if you're a fan of his, any... Sorry, I don't know. What is happening with this computer? It's flashing. It looks weird. It doesn't normally do that, right? All right. Anyway, um, I think if you're uh, an Undertaker fan, uh, an old school wrestling fan, of course, nothing beats like you want him to have a traditional last match. But if he goes out this way, I mean, we all have our, our, our five different times that could have been his exits. We all have our own favorites of what could have been his exits, and he just kept going and going and going. Yeah. So I almost feel like for the health of him himself, for his own well-being, if he can make peace with that last scene where he's driving off into the woods, whatever, and that can be his his last thing, then that can be his last ride, then um, great. Of course, yeah. I'm selfish me will always be like, I wish I had that match where the right. crowd was cheering and whatever. But you know what? We did. We got that match. We got him versus Roman Reigns. And he put his his shit down in the ring and he was like, I'm done. And it was people were bawling in tears. I was holding in tears watching it with you. Um it it was surreal and it was amazing. So I guess the best like if you want that last match. You can just kind of pretend. You can just you can just pretend that the one with Roman was his last because that was okay. The match was horrible, but the ending was perfect. I mean, the match was really not good on both of their parts. But well, I think yeah. that's what led to this, and I think he he said it. He realized, like you know, you're gonna just keep chasing. Because if you don't get that ending that you want, you're just going to keep wanting to do over and over. And he, he even joked, like, I'm going to be walking down the ramp, like, with a walker. Um, he so probably I, would. I think this, even though it may not be what we wanted, a special WrestleMania, you want you want the matches. But it real, wrestling is, is storytelling at its heart. And this was really the greatest story in an actual like story setting and i think so, yeah one of the you greatest. know with with how much control he had like he he didn't have to do anything that would really put himself at risk um or you know it was more controlled so yeah, it was a it was way it was yeah. a way of ending really on his terms because in the ring there's just way too many unknowns but if you're filming something Overnight, there's more control to that, and you could edit, and you yeah. could do certain things, and not do certain things, and film things from a certain angle. Where a live WrestleMania match, there's way too many unknowns. So, I think for someone who knew that he was going to keep chasing, this really was the way to go because he can control how it ended, and he doesn't have to question would next time be better. I think um, the uh, you're right, but I think that the problem that a lot of fans are going to struggle with, I'm one of them, is it's different from this being Stone Cold's last match or, I don't know, it's like his entrance is like the best, most iconic entrance of, of anyone. Uh, it's just, 
it just sucks not seeing them, you know, uh, right. in a crowd. It's theatrical. You know, it's, it sucks not seeing the crowd, you know, yelling and screaming for him. Anyway, we're assuming that this is his last match. Or uh, anyway, I mean, the documentary ended that way, but the documentary also showed us that unfortunately, he's uh, kind of got like that that Mick Foley, that Terry Funk mentality, that Ric Flair mentality, that many more guys I can name that just. Okay, this is going to be my last one. Okay, no, this one. Okay, no, this one. And it's the addiction of it. I'm not blaming any of them. I'm just, but, you know, some guys have more discipline to stop, like a Shawn Michaels. And then there are guys who, like, there's the extremes. And I think Undertaker is on the extreme of he, it's, it, it controls him. The way it controlled Flair. The way it controlled, and he just can't say no. So there's a oh. chance next year. We might see the guy crawl into the ring because he said it in the in the uh, you know one of the last scenes of the doc like if Vince needs me in a pinch I'm gonna have to think about it I'm gonna have to think about it means yes yeah it means he's saying yes well here's here's there's a few things about that number one um, the idea of wrestlers wrestling after retirement or after Hall of Fame is a thing of the past like wrestlers are still wrestling. So he could be retired. He could go into the Hall of Fame, and that doesn't mean, like, he'll never come back to the ring. We've seen yeah. that with Kurt Angle. We've seen that now with Edge, um, Shawn Michaels. I mean, Triple H is in the Hall of Fame, and he still wrestles. So, mm -hmm. you know... Um, As a group, but I get your point. Yeah, but it, so it's not a thing of finality, I think, like it may have been in the past. Yeah, that, that's you know, true, too. the idea of retirement. I mean, you could even think actors and actresses. How many times do they go into and out of retirement? Um, but do I think he'll ever be a full-time performer or even, no, no. even like, a main four performer? Like, I took it as if Vince needs him in a pinch, he'll be there. But I took that to mean a one-off. I don't, Yeah, of course. I think we'll see Taker again and... You know, we'll probably see his entrance again, but it won't be to wrestle. It will just be appearances, promos, backstage sort of things, um, like Kurt Angle yeah. was doing before he stupidly decided that he should wrestle again. Um, Man, did he take it to climb. That's like a, wow. It's, I don't think there's any sharper decline that I know of in at least WWE history. I mean, I can't talk for worldwide wrestling everywhere, but in WWE history, just I don't think there's a sharper decline than literally being the best in the world. Like, you know how people, people say, like, arguably the best in the world? And, like, no, for Kurt Angle, there's people go, no, it's not arguably. It's the, if you don't think he's the best in the world, you're wrong. You're just wrong. That's how good he was, that it wasn't opinion anymore. It was almost as fact. Um, and then just that that drop to it was sad. Just I mean that's the best way I can put it. Just I I mean you watch those matches with me. Like it got sad. It got cringy. Yeah. It got cringy and sad. Like he was blowing up two Very minutes in. Fast. Yeah. You do one German suplex and he was famous for holding on to those Germans and doing three German suplexes in a row. He'd do one, let go, and you'd see him kind of like on his hands. Huffing like I don't know if I can get up. Like well, that's it was what was happening to Taker too. He was it, well, in a smaller fast. way though. My point is though that that's the, I think the sharpest decline ever was Kurt because it was also the fastest decline because just one year prior to him wrestling again in WWE, he wrestled 
somewhere. It wasn't WWE. It was somewhere something. But I remember TNA. it might have been TNA or it might have been something else. But either or, um, it was an amazing match. And it was still like Kurt still was. And then 12 months later, that's a short, that's a quick drop. Well, he suffered several concussions, so, and I mean, eventually it, up it catches up to you, and sadly, it it really could be an overnight thing. One day you're fine, and the next day it's like suddenly your brain's like... Oh. But I'm just... Yeah, I'm I mean, saying you even saw it in his promos. Like, you oh, know, yeah. you showed me promos of him from the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression, and he was he was witty he was on top of it even his promos when he was you know when he came back and he was the manager backstage and things it's like mm-hmm. he, you could see the wheels kind of turning and him trying to figure out what he was supposed to say and it was coming out slow like you could tell he was really thinking about it he just wasn't with it so i agree i mean you know then he had his farewell match again who was that i forget who that was even against who was his final farewell match against Oh, um... Baron? Yeah. Baron Corbin. So, we'll see. Now he's gone again, but like I said, I'm still fairly new to wrestling, but from my experience, it seems like being retired and being in the Hall of Fame doesn't really mean all that much. It means, you know... Well, the Hall of Fame itself doesn't mean all that much. Well, that's a whole other debate. Um, But that's what happens when you put, you know, like Kid Rock and... (laughs) <laughs> and Drew Carey and Donald Trump and Snoop Dogg in it. You know, I mean, how yeah. how great could your Hall of Fame be when you have people who aren't wrestlers in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Well, let's see. From the people you mentioned, the ones I think are really ridiculous are Drew Carey because he did such a tiny little stint. Uh, Snoop Dogg, same thing. He uh, he performed a handful of times, but yeah. that was it. I, I don't know. He didn't. Um, I think just the. Uh, I can't Donald think of Trump, who else. I mean, he he lent his his arena twice. I mean, I can understand that you have a celebrity wing for people who really contribute a lot, but that has to be a lot, and it has to be meaningful, and it yeah. can't be just like like Snooki had a stint. Well, that's why like, I know. Is yeah. Snooki going to be in the Hall of Fame next year? Like, Probably. it has to be yeah. people. Like, I understand. Everyone knows I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan, but at least he he gave something to the business. He gave a venue. He gave a venue twice. Twice. Um, he you took know, a, he took a risk on them twice, and, and it wasn't like now where we know WrestleMania is a big deal. It was back still when it was oh. fairly new and a financial gamble, right? He so, took a financial gamble on Vince, so that so I get. That to me is something that would be commendable. Um, Snoop Dogg performing for Sasha to walk out, yeah, okay, it's cool, but is it Hall of Fame worthy? Yeah. And could do without the. By the way, when I, yeah, I, again, politics aside, I think that uh, I think Trump deserves it for a financial standpoint and for a survival of the business standpoint. Blah blah blah. If we could just forget about that, he also had that um, hair match with Vince. Like that was horrible. That was so. If Trump had only done that, just did the hair match thing, then I would be like, "What the hell is he being into? like that? Right. That makes no freaking sense to me." Um, but it makes sense to me for him. But I was trying to. What I was trying to think of was the the celebrities that made sense. Like him. Um, Mike Tyson makes sense. Mike Tyson had a gigantic angle. 
Right, he was really involved with DX. And really right? involved with DX and really helped them during the Mayanite Wars, big time, where they were about to go bankrupt. And then here right. comes Mike Tyson, most famous boxer in the world. Uh, so he helped out so much. So him, I get... If you've done like a big con- uh, contribution like that, I, I kind of get it, but right. I don't. I don't get your your Drew Carey's and your. Uh, uh, um, I'm sure there's others that I can't think of. Oh no! Is Bob Barker in it? See, like, no, I don't think so. Is Bob Barker in it? I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't be I don't think Bob Barker's in it. Um, now I forgot who I was going to say. So. <laughs> Got distracted by Bob Barker. Yeah, because now I'm wondering if Bob Barker's in it. I, I don't know. We'll have to look up who's in the celebrity wing. But yeah. Um, I'll look it up right now. While but you talk. even even beyond the celebrity wing, their Hall of Fame struggles because they put people in just for the sake of having people of in course. it. Um, and I, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think, is coming kind of to that point as well. And I'm sure other Hall of Fames as well, if you don't have. If you don't have a business where there's a pool that you could just constantly pull from, which which business really do you have a pool that you could just always pull from? I don't know. But um, the problem with the Hall of Fame is they'll induct like six or seven people per year. And if you're really struggling to find, cut it down. I know yeah. they want this big, long ceremony, but pick three people who really deserve it and let them talk more. Mm-hmm. Because... Lord knows nobody wanted to hear Hillbilly Jim speak, but I could have heard DX speak for a good hour and not been bored. So cut the people who don't really need to be in it, put the people who really deserve, and either let them speak longer or make it like other award ceremonies where you're interspersing it with performances or things like that. Because, like we said, wrestling is a show. So if it, that's what they want, but, you know, and... They're going to run out of people eventually. Right. They're going to run out of people and, you know. And it's going to stop the, being an annual event. The women's division is coming and becoming strong and definitely on par with the men's division at this point. Um, but I'm a woman. That doesn't mean that every year there may be a woman who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There may not be a tag team that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame every year. They don't need to just pick people and you know Tori Wilson she's beautiful she has this fitness enterprise but this is a wrestling hall of fame what wrestling did she do I mean her whole speech was how she was like the dream of 16 year olds that's why you're in the hall of fame you know um the day comes when Charlotte Flair goes in no one's arguing that no one's arguing Becky no one you know but we're not there yet because the really good women are are now. Besides, I mean, the ones that who are already in, like Trish and, I mean, even Molly Holly's not in. Why didn't you pick her over Ivory, over Tori? I don't know. That's my rant. Well, let's look at the... Um... The list of celebrities real quick before we uh, wrap this up. This has been the wrestling podcast. Well, I, we, we do want to do a wrestling show, but uh, I guess we're giving you a preview on TGS. Um, we're very passionate, as you can see. Muhammad Ali. 
I'm not. We're not going to stop and comment about all of them because we don't have time. How about uh, we do thumbs up or down? Um. Sure. Yeah. Cindy Lauper. Mm -mm. Like, she was important in the beginning. Sorry. Not really. I mean, she did a performance. Andy Kaufman. It was a one-off stint, but like, it was memorable. I don't know. I don't want to judge these. I just want to say them. <laughs> I mean, memorable doesn't mean. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Again, he had one match. It was one time. In all fairness, also, Lawrence Taylor. And very impressive with his match against Bam Bam, but it was one match, one time. Right. <laughs> Regis Philbin is in the celebrity. Okay. Why? Because <laughs> I don't know, because he probably did something one time with them. That's the thing. They, they, they yeah. do something one time with these guys. And then... Shaquille O'Neal is in the is in the wing. Okay. Um. No one is standing out as people who. Now I'm getting a little something. worried that I'm reading a list of. No, these are the people who are in Maria Menudos. Yeah. I, okay, that's someone. Do we who's remember deserving. her going in? I don't remember her going in, but she is someone who but, still is contributing to right. the business. So William Shatner. Sorry. Is in the Hall of Fame. Wait, this can't be... Is this really... Hugh Jackman is in the Hall of Fame? No way. What are you reading? Major Hollywood stars. Am I reading people we wish were in the Hall No, this is the list of people Why in the Hall Hugh of Fame. Why would Hugh Jackman be Celebrity WWE Hall of Fame? As we're both looking at our phones... Yeah, I know. This is great. Uh, um, no, these are people they wish are in. Because, um, yeah, because Stephen Amell is on the list. He, he He's not in the Hall of Fame. So these are people they wish were in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, William Perry, mm -hmm. Bob Uecker, Drew Carey, Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, Mr. Is, T. Now this sounds more like the list. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Arnold doesn't um, need to be in there. There's no reason for Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in there. See. Arnold's in there because they needed somebody that year. Um, Mr. T actually had a stint in the WWE, so I... I wonder if the microphones are Snoop picking Dog, up the ice cream truck. Lawrence Taylor. Um... That's all I'm really saying. Um... Because it seems like the celebrity wing, it well no because we so know wait rocks in it. So you said Lawrence Taylor, but yeah, on but my has a question next on my stupid no, list. No. It said Lawrence Taylor too. So oh wait, never mind. It says that he needs to. Be, oh good. You know what? Okay. There doesn't seem to so be we don't know who's in the the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame, but we do know. Oh, I did find well. We, we do know that the reason why there's no definitive list online is because. It's a pointless wing and nobody cares. So we'll leave it at that. Um, and we need to go because time is running out. Um, as always, this is a weekly show that you can find on GuyFNetworks.com uh, every week, Sunday. You can also find it on YouTube. Um, uh, I should have shut off my notifications so you don't have to hear that. Sorry. All right. Well, I'll pan. I'm going to... Yeah, because she's going to watch this. So for the viewers who don't know what's going on, so I don't have to edit this out. 
Um, it's a weekly show that's every week on GuyFNetworks.com, and this is also an audio-only podcast that you can find on every single podcast platform, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, more than I know. There's more. There's so many companies out there I didn't realize until uh, I had to distribute to all of them, but they're on all of them. So whatever you listen to podcasts on, if, you, if you'd rather listen to this than watch it, uh, uh, driving to work or exercising or going for a walk or doing whatever you can on whatever platform you listen to and my god and just let me finish the show um all right so you know what we're gonna go before my friend Anne sends me more messages and we'll see you next week <laughs>